Hey everyone, this is Jasmine from the Amalgam Podcast that I co-host with Vivian, wanting to remind you all to check out all of our podcasts on MyNerdyBunch.com, as we have a huge variety of genres, from Marvel to DC, anime to horror movies, and so much more. Again, MyNerdyBunch.com. Thanks, and enjoy the Gamers for Life podcast. That's a lot of firepower for like 8-bit games. That is a lot of power for you. <laughs> I mean, I mean to say like 4K, dude. It could be in 20K. I mean, is it? Is it? Is it? If it's still eight bits, a green block is still a green block. Like, <laughs> I mean. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 37 of the Gamers for Life podcast, each and every Saturday where we discuss all things games. I'm one of your hosts, Jarrell. With me is my co-host, my right-hand man, my ABXY, Arthur. What's going on, man? Uh, nothing much. Uh, it's doing good. Uh, make sure my, making sure my cats don't decide to chew on stuff, but I think we'll be okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm starting to get, I'm starting to get a little more uh, accustomed to them. Uh, one of the life fixtures fell, but it's all good. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. Couple yeah. of pets, right? Yeah, it's yeah. It's like I think I think it was like two seconds after that, I was like, I miss having a dog. <laughs> but then again, dogs knock shit over all the time. Right, yeah. exactly. Like 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 I used to have um, a black lab mix, and mm. like see, and like most dogs, like black labs, uh, German shepherd stuff like that, their tails are like see the tables over there. That's like, exactly their tail height. Right. So everything is just entail. I love you. Then everything behind him just gets fucking, <laughs> fucking knocked over. So that's, that's that's how it goes. Yeah, yeah. I think I told this story a little bit before, but I remember when I had. There's one point where I had twelve dogs. I, <laughs> I had twelve I, dogs. I have. This is go on. This is a first for me. That was oh, a okay. fact I would have remembered. Really? Like, uh, yeah, I probably. I don't know if I mentioned it were, before. Were but. you the origin story for Cruella? <laughs> <laughs> like. I've never heard this. Kill them all. No, uh, no. So like, uh, my we 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 took in one of the dogs. Uh, it was kind of like a street dog. Mm-hmm. My dad named the dog Foxy, so the dog was named Foxy. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's probably a foreshadowing. But um, at one time, uh, Foxy was outside in the backyard, and I was like, "Oh, what are you doing, Foxy?" And then I see all these other male dogs on the other side of the fence, just kind of like, "Hey, what's happening, Sugar Mama?" And I'm like, "Get the fuck out of here!" Yeah, <laughs> but I didn't know the dog was pregnant. And then uh, oh. uh, the dog gave birth on my mom's birthday when she was at work. I was like, "Mom, there's puppies falling out of Foxy's butt." <laughs> 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 Always fun. Yeah, yeah. They had twelve dogs. Eventually, I had to give gave them away for free uh, at a Walmart parking lot. Got it. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, I mean, hey, as long as they found a good home, yeah. Definitely, definitely. I, I most definitely hope so. And uh, speaking of a good home, we're on the road to E3, heading home here. Did not think you transition uh, your dog giving birth to <laughs> I kill this shit, no? 12 puppies to E3, but goddamn it, you did it. <laughs> uh, so before we get started here, if you're watching this, be sure to uh, like, subscribe, uh, and click the notification button. So like the channel for the Gamers for Life podcast. We'll do much more video clips and hopefully some more full episodes on the channel. Mm-hmm. And uh, also, when it comes to the Nerdy Bunch, if also if you're watching this, uh, be sure to go to mynerdybunch.com. There's a bunch of podcasts of our uh, of our neighbors and friends of the Nerdy Bunch. So you have Taunt Talk, the Star Wars podcast, uh, the Horror Horse podcast, which is like a uh, horror-themed uh, podcast. 
Uh, you have Nerd Hut slash co-op mode, which eventually there, something will come out for that. Just, mm. Everybody's busy. You know, COVID is uh, lessening in some areas, vaccinations, people going to work, etc. Yeah, people going back to work, you know, yeah. slowly transitioning back to normal. Right, right. Of course, the Ulu Squadcast, mm. which is a big thing, mm. uh, getting really popular over mm. in the Japan. It was like, what was it, like top 50 or something podcast? No, no, it was like it was like top 12. Oh, yeah, that's insane. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, and then, uh, then of course, there's, a, there's Amalgam uh, yes. with Jasmine and Vivian. Uh, uh, whose wonderful voice Jasmine does the intro. Thank you for that again. Yeah, yeah, um, she kills. She kills it. Uh, she usually does. So thank you for that. I told her if like watching Mojo's every hiring or something like that. Like yo, it, the, just, I told her like in a compliment. It just reminds me of watching Mojo or something like that. Yeah, one day. <laughs> yeah, one day. One day we'll be we'll be going through a news story that she like covered or something like Naomi Kyle or, you know, yeah. those folks back in the day. Um, so, uh, but yeah, be sure to check out this podcast again, mynerdybunch.com. Uh, that is where you'll be able to check all that stuff out. And uh, here at the Gamers for Life podcast, we read the news and you can watch what you choose or listen to what you choose by clicking on the links within the time codes of the episodes uh, for the different segments of the show. So if there's a certain thing that you're interested in or want to check out, uh, be sure to uh, click on those. Or if you just want to listen or watch to watch the whole thing, uh, obviously, you're always welcome here with us here at the Gamers for Life podcast. And uh, Arthur, there's a lot of stuff happening, especially, obviously, the road to E3. We got the E3 yeah. schedule. So we're going to be mm-hmm. talking about that today. Um, but the interesting thing for starters, while everyone is trying to find a PlayStation 5, if they don't have one already, or an Xbox Series X, if they don't have one already, mm. Atari dropped a bomb on us. Yeah. <laughs> out, out of nowhere, you know, the, the, company, the company that survived the E.T. launch has <laughs> come back. Seriously, seriously. So uh, they they fought, and this way because this has been rumored for many years. Yeah. And uh, finally, we got some information on just randomly. I really hope we we get information on some other consoles too. But I'll talk about that later. Uh, but according to Tech Radar, uh, they talk about the Avatar VCS, a uh, console that'll be coming out. And it says here in quote, if you've been waiting patiently or patiently waiting for an Atari a VCS release date, we finally have an answer. Along with how much the retro inspired system with modern sensibilities will cost the atari vcs is set to launch on june 15th and you can order the base level model in onyx for 299.99 you can also pick up an all-in system bundle that comes with two controllers the classic joystick and the modern controller for 399.99 unlike the base level model you have the choice of two color schemes if you opt for the all-in system neither black one or onyx you can also purchase each controller separately for 60 bucks if you prefer uh, the Atari VCS design is inspired by the Atari 2600, and although it comes with 100 arcade and Atari 2600 games for owners to enjoy, including a subscription to Antstream Arcade's huge retro library, it can also function as a PC. It means uh, it means the the Atari VCS uh, is rather versatile, and you could be rather snazzy multi. It can be a rather snazzy multimedia machine. You can even use it for productivity tasks and install either Windows or Linux to turn it into a mini PC. The Atari VC, uh, VCS's dashboard is populated by the usual streaming services we become accustomed to. So expect to see the likes of Netflix, Amazon Prime Video, but you'll have to access it to a built-in Chrome browser and Google's suite of work workspace apps uh, powering the Atari VCS is an AMD Ryzen processor and the console is capable of 4k resolution HDR and target 60 frames per second you can also expand the system's internal storage and it comes with a dual band Wi-Fi Bluetooth 5.0 and 3.0 support end quote 
Arthur, what are your, what are your thoughts about this? I mean, it's kind of kind of a weird time to announce a console, but given the the, the fact that the the populace that won a console, either they're one, you know, they kind of have to wait because they don't, they're not able to buy it, mm-hmm. but also they're just kind of like they're looking at all these announcements with PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X. You know, it's like, well, maybe I just should wait. Something like this drops in your lap. I mean, what are your what are your thoughts on that? Do you think it's maybe something that people might jump to? I think so. Mm-hmm. Um, if if not minimal for a collector's item just to have it. Yeah. Um, also, again, just to scratch the itch of n- new with an asterisk again. It's like remake. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking. It says it comes. You know, they said it comes with a hundred arcade and Atari to uh, to, to uh, twenty six hundred games for owners mm-hmm. to enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a lot of firepower for like eight bit games. That is a lot of power for eight bit <laughs> I games. I mean, I mean to say like four K, dude. It could be in twenty K. I mean, is it is it is it still, if it's still eight bits? A green block is still a green block. Like, <laughs> I mean, for I mean, unless they do it three D, like unless they do it three D, like some of the remakes we've seen with like um like for for example, like it, it was either. Was it called like Pac Man Championship? Yeah, like, that was amazing. That was phenomenal. That was a great. That was a great update. And then, and then the new, and then that new Tetris too. You, you, you saw me and Caleb stream that a while back. Mm-hmm. Again, those are like, because because again, those aren't uh re, you know remasters. Those are entire like new you know like remakes. They're like they're they're redoing it. Yeah, they do. Um, but you know to say it's like you know 4K for Atari games to start it at all. I would have to see the you know gameplay. It sounds weird. I want to see gameplay for Atari, mm-hmm. but again, it, it's to list all these powerful things. Like it, it can run Linux and Windows <laughs> for, again for like eight bit games. Right. I, I'm not mad. I'm just confused. Yeah. I'm just you know. What I mean? <laughs> it's like you know. What I mean it. You know it. It you know you're it's like you're gonna tell me the first Super Mario is being remastered. It's like. Okay, we're doing 3D. Are we doing like a little, you know, 64 bit? Yeah. Ah. <laughs> no, it's a good point too, right? Because I think for when it comes to the uh, when it comes to the the VCS, it has a 4K support, the HDR, and everything. And I feel like a lot of it yeah. is to do with uh, just how smooth the game plays. Because mm. a lot of these games, when it comes to game preservation, it's like game preservation is such an issue with video games when it comes to like the just the the games looking better. You know what I mean? Like over time. Yeah. So when it yeah. comes to a lot of these games, uh, you know, with the 4K and all that stuff, even though, like you said, these are blocks we're talking about. Like, yeah. I wonder if if their goal is just to make it look like how you played it when you first played it the first time, where it was like, oh wow, like that looks great, you know. And then the older you get, like, if they can 4K upscale it, that it won't look just like super terrible on your television. Yeah, um, and there are games that there are games that do like there are games that are remastered, and you can you can play like right now, for example, Ghosts and Goblins. Mm. Like there's an, like I think it's called Ghosts and Goblins Resurrected, mm. and and where it's like it looks cleaner yeah. but there is also for sale the old school as is like 32 bit 64 bit ghosts and goblins oh okay so that's so that's what i'm saying so it is i think that is cool because you know because some game you know to a point some games we just do like that you know nostalgia nostalgia writes checks yeah we, we know that <laughs> um so but again you know in the same sentence to be like atari in 4k again not bad just confused <laughs> um the other thing i will say that they immediately nailed compared to um 
sorry, but compared to Sony, mm. is the color scheme for consoles. Mm. You know, we mentioned we mentioned how how Sony is suing people for making their PS5 be the color that people want it to be, aka midnight fucking blue, like a PS2. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, if you saw me playing my phone, it's because they, they they said it's available in Onyx. Mm. I, uh, I assume that's great, just based on the Pokemon. That's my only guess on that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I looked up what it, what I, I looked the, I looked at the other color that was mm. called the black walnut, and I'm like, oh, that sounds like the old tool. And sure as shit, it is. It, yeah. is, the, it is the old school black walnut. Because a, a lot of people don't remember, like Atari had like Atari was almost like almost like designed like a old school car dashboard mm. where it was a hybrid plastic and like wood like material. Yeah. Like it wasn't, you know, it wasn't wooden, but it looked like it. Mm. True. And, and uh, true. you know, it, it remind me, again, it reminded me of the, it reminded me of the dashboard of like an old Buick or something. Yeah. Um, and sure as shit, like that's when you know, I was looking at my phone to see like, Oh, is it, it's a black walnut. Like, did it, did they make it look good? They made it look fucking good. Yeah. It it made, nice. Again, that's all drive checks. Again, it's like in terms of color schemes, that immediately immediately is what people would have asked for, and they already, they've already delivered it. Nice. For, again, you yeah. know, versus Sony, it's like, hey, we get we get in black. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, man. Yeah, it's just yeah, because I know we talked about it before, but it's like, come on, guys, like just just take the notes and release it because obviously they're working on a new console right now. Yeah. So you know, I, I think they're going to lean towards that. They, but, sh- they should. Yeah. Um, another thing about this, this is about this being rumors. This has been in a rumored for a long fucking time. Like yeah. since you and I were in GameStop. Yeah. And speaking of a console that wasn't only being rumored, it was like available for purchase and pre-order mm. was, remember that we had that one fucking regular that would never shut the fuck up about it? Neo uh, Geo. Neo Geo. God, you yeah. I fucking hate that guy Dude, so much. <laughs> I swear to God, like every two days. Every two days, this guy would come into our store. Is a Neo Geo out yet? Is a Neo Geo out yet? For I sw- for like two fucking years. For like yeah. two fuck this dude, and he never bought anything. He, he never. He, he never. Spent. We had it. I I had it. Like the the Neo Geo thing came in, and I told him about it, and he did not call me back. He just like ghosted us, and I was I was like, you've been complaining to us about this Neo Geo thing forever, and you years. don't even come through to buy that it. thing so you know you know game you know gamestop has this pure in categories you know games accessories mm. um miscellaneous stuff like you know like 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 funko pop stuff like that when yeah. when gamestop starting do, doing funko pops and then consoles yeah. and that thing was in the console pewter section forever yeah and there are two i mean there's two versions i forget what the versions were i just remember neo geo showing up twice in that console list for easily a year yeah maybe two years tops but again like every like at his slowest reoccurrence this dude would come in every week <laughs> i remember that like like if it was a friday there's once a week once a week this dude chill because then you do in the like and mind you this isn't like 2002 when yeah. like cell phones didn't exist Nah, this was like Xbox One days. <laughs> like, homie, you don't you don't have a, you don't have a phone. You can't like Google something. Just just show up every other, like once a week. Just we have a line at the door. Neo Geo in yet? No, and just leave. Just leave. That's all I do. Just pop. You just pop in. I'm like ringing up. A, I'm like ringing up a customer. You know, I'm 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 trying to tell a customer I can't take their fucking cock, cockroach filled Xbox. And he would just pop in like a door like, hey, you got Neo Geo in yet? No, like, <laughs> it's still not. It's still not here, man. I wanted to murder him because and when then, I did that, and, and then yeah, we finally fucking got it. And here's the thing: and we told them, we told them to pre-order it because we knew, we knew they're gonna give us like two, right? 
And and I think I was gone by that point or something. But or like they sold out. I think yeah, I think they like literally gave us like maybe three. Mm. And again, like I think two, like two, two bought it up as a like collector because I know those regulars, are, those regulars were collectors. Yeah. And you, and one was put aside for the guy that's been asking us for like a whole fucking calendar year, <laughs> like fifty two weeks. Do <laughs> you need you? <laughs> oh god. I still well, love how like I described him. I described him in like half a sentence. And you already knew who the fuck oh, I was talking man. about. You knew who the fuck I was talking <laughs> you bur- about. He burned memories into my uh, brain. You got the new Geo? Automatic PTSD, yeah. <laughs> I was like, son of a bitch. It's like, speaking of people asking for consoles, that fucking Neo Geo guy. Yeah. <laughs> a fucking Neo Geo guy. For, I'm telling you, man, for like a whole year, at least a whole year, every week. Dude. Every week. Remember, rain, sleet, or snow. We'd line at the door. We just opened. Hey, you opened like 20 seconds ago. You got, you got Neo Geo? No. And again, we told them pre-order it because we knew we were only gonna get get fucking like two or three. Yeah. Uh, I don't think we got pre-orders at all, but they they all got bought. Yeah, 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 they're yeah they're gone. They're definitely gone. And speaking of folks who are gone and are uh, coming back for revenge, another dude. If you have if you have the fucking Neo Geo guy like in my bathroom waiting to come out, I'm gonna fucking punch you. You have to be a geo out there. <laughs> just because that fucking transition, like people who are gone and coming back. Yes, we have. Neo a, geo. Look, we have as a fucking guest today. Like, That's a son of a bitch. God damn it, Joe. <laughs> fucking Neo Geo guy's like in my closet, just waiting for his entrance. Fucking hell, man. Uh, so, uh, talking about a, a really interesting story here, uh, and this is from Bloomberg. Says here in quote, in recent years, a stream of developers and executives from top video game publisher Blizzard have left to create their own studios, seeking the creative freedom and autonomy they feel is no longer possible at a company chasing mega hits. Now an um, alumni network uh, affectionately dubbed Blizzard 2.0 by some in the gaming community has sprung up in Irvine, California, the same town where Blizzard has a sprawling campus. Hundreds of ex-employees, including the company's founder and chief executives officer for decades have spread out there across a half a dozen independent studios for decades. A man, a man protecting Blizzard's culture from corporate influences like Mike, uh, Morham, the, uh, co-founder and former CEO who left in 2018 last year, Morham announced that his own company Dreamhaven, founded with his wife, Amy and two dozen other blizzard veterans. Uh, Dreamhaven operates two, uh, internal game studios and as part with several other ex blizzard companies, creating a network of alumni who often collaborate. Uh, Morton said Dreamhaven is consulting for uh, frost giant while Broad said that he regularly invites developers from other ex blizzard studios to come play test his uh, company's game. Recently frost giant offs uh, announced a licensing deal with Epic games incorporated. Uh, Unreal Engine and an advisory partnership with Dreamhaven. Says here in quote, we're all super friendly with each other, said Broad. Uh, continuing, we're all trying to stay afloat, trying to do our best, help each other get there, end quote. Uh, it remains to be seen whether these new studios will find success in what has become a booming but oversaturated gaming marketplace. None of the ex-Blizzard companies have uh, any announced titles, although Broad said that he hopes to reveal Second Dinner's Marvel game Within the next year, uh, end quote, Arthur, I remember you sent this to me and I was like, whoa, this is like, this is kind of like that joke we've been talking about as far as like, you know, folks coming together to to stick it to the man, you know? (laughs) And this is good news to, this is good news to me because. Oh, let's do this. 
Yeah. <laughs> so this uh, is yeah. Oh, yeah. this is good news. Absolutely. Uh, I didn't think I didn't think we would get one of these. No, no. <laughs> yeah, we were. I was looking through the news today. I'm like, oh fuck. Spoiler, you're going to get disappointed later. <laughs> um, but no, I'm really happy about this because, again, you know, um, I've mentioned many times um, and reasons why, uh, you know, Blizzard's, Blizzard's definitely not, you know, Blizzard is not the company we knew. Yeah. Blizzard, Blizzard is no longer the company we like. And, and, and you know, we mentioned for multiple reasons, no longer the company that we even respect. Yeah. You know, for a lot of, you know, yeah, a lot of for, reasons for upfront stuff and, and backdoor shit. Yeah. And, you know, and to say, you know, to say hundreds have people, hundreds of people have left your company in the past two years. That is a, there, that's a big red flag. Not only for people, like people investing in the company, that's a big red flag for customer, for customers. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I fellow, you know, and not to sound wrong, but like fellow developers, you know, it's like, mm. you know, cause you know, we've all, you know, we've all, you know, we've been involved in careers like with revolving doors of turnaround and regardless of the industry or job, but if you walk in there and you're like, oh, you know, wow, I got hired pretty quick. Like, and someone tells you, yeah, it's cause like 200 people quit big fucking red flag. <laughs> um, yeah. and, and, you know, we mentioned before, you know, the, the gaming, you know, I mean, we you know we can't speak, you know, from experience, but from stories like this, it seems that developer-wise, the the gaming the gaming community the develop the developmental the, the sorry the game developer community yeah the, on the developer community, it's very incestual, meaning mm-hmm. like they know each other, like people like this person knows this person, this person knows that person, you know, the co-founder of Blizzard knows Epic, and it's just it's so it's really cool on, on two things. One that the co-founder he left last year or recently. Um, to form his studio, uh, Dreamland, and now you know, this, this new wave of developers, hundreds, um, are you know one forming the, forming their own company, and two and and then two you know going off and doing their own thing, mm. and so the, you know so this this new Blizzard 2.0 um, thing, this new Blizzard 2.0 that we're hearing about, it's good news to me. Yeah, it's good news to me because. You know, I mean, I'm not gonna go too much into it because I've we you know I've done my long soapbox in previous episodes, but mm. short version. You know, companies like Tencent, you know, companies like, you know, EA, Activision, Tencent, um, you know, publishers and execs get their hands, get their hands in a company and just changes, changes the soul of the company, changes the, yeah. you know, it changes their product. It changes their goal. And when you change it, when you change your goal, your products reflect that. Yeah. Um, you know, I meant, you know, just a few examples, you know, I mentioned how they re how they remastered, um, uh, Warcraft three, mm. which is one of the foundation flagship titles of why that company exists. Yeah. And that game was so bad and so unplayable. They offered a hundred percent fucking refunds. Wow. Like, and that's their flagship fucking title. Yeah. Like that's the game that launched world of Warcraft online. Mm. World of Warcraft online would not exist without Warcraft three. And when they remastered it, it was so fucking playable. 100% refunds. That's crazy. And again, and again, the whole Diablo mobile thing that no one fucking asked for it. And, other again, other things, and so to hear that there's new, there's now a, a Blizzard 2.0. This is this is good news. Yeah, I, I you know, you know, I I feel bad. It got to the point where people had to leave. You know, and leaving you know an industry is always you know kind of scary, especially because you know the game industry is very contract based work. Yeah, you know, and uh, you know I can't speak 100 percent to it, but you know we you know we've all you know you know if anyone has left a potential career to go to the to the world of the what if it's it's you know it's a scary. It's a scary, it's a scary transition, and it sucks that so many people um, at Blizzard had to feel that that's the right move to do. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree, and I, I just hope that they are, you know, they're taking care of all these people, right? Yeah. You know, I think it's uh, it's very honorable and and cool, and it shows the passion I think of of these gamers, yeah. right? You know, as far as like this is what we love to do, we just want to do it the right way. 
you know, yeah. and I hope they're treating, you know, those those ex uh, Blizzard veterans with the respect that they deserve. And, you know, hope they hope they I, I will be very excited and, and will, would love to do like a live stream or to watch whatever they announce. Yeah, because that's going to be a really big deal. Mm-hmm. Really, really, really big deal. Because I think I heard something about like millions of people have like stopped playing Blizzard games. Oh, no, it, it's bad. Yeah, yeah it, it's bad. You know, it in recent news, like it was, I'll say within the past few years, um, it, it started with the whole Hong Kong thing, mm-hmm. you know, because that was when, because again, because that was when Activision and uh, Tencent, I've talked about the company before, you know, Tencent on paper only has like a 5% investment in Blizzard, but makes up for a major portion of their big decisions. Mm. And uh, and um, so it started with that, and then just other crap from there just went downhill. So, so. That's what that's what you mean by like that's what you mean by like up when I say upfront decisions like again like games yeah um, and the backdoor decisions like the Hong Kong like the whole like their opinion of Hong Kong and censorship and censorship and stuff like that so like upfront hey we made a we remastered or we, we remastered arguably the game that launched our company oh it completely did not fucking work hmm. oh hey let's um, hey let's make a new sequel to the other flagship game that launched our company Diablo oh it's a mobile game. And then Jeez. you know again, so you have so again you have, so again that's what I mean by like you have a, a lot of product gaming failures and a lot of backdoor shit. Um, it's it's like if, if I had to put it in, in tiers, it's like there's the developers, then above above them is the publishers, and above them is the execs. And mm-hmm. 99, 99 times out of a hundred, when I verbally shit on a company, it's the publishers and the execs I'm at, not the mm. developers. And, and it sucks because they're, they're, the developers usually hit the hardest with, with stuff like that. Yeah, very true. Very true, unfortunately. And yeah, most definitely. And speaking of hard-hitting news, uh, and we actually talked about this story, at least mm. part one of it a while ago. Remember we talked about Pokemon and we talked about Vaccaray? Yeah. Uh, and then you said, and you kind of called this, um, you said, you know, if, if Pokemon's address was leaked, then this is the least of that we've heard of this story. Yep. And, uh, seems like this is part two of the story, but it seems to have more of a, a silver lining than, than we originally thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it says here, according to V, uh, SVG.com, uh, says here in quote, it's not unusual for well-known streamers to live together. And one of the most popular examples of this is the offline TV house. Uh, living with other content creators has its benefits, but some streamers still decide to branch off and live on their own. Despite toying with the idea of moving back to the home she previously shared the fellow members of Offline TV, Pokemon uh, has decided to fly solo for a while. In a recent stream with Ms. Kiff, popular streamer Pokemon announced some details about her new living situation and why she didn't want to go back to the OTV house. Pokemon has been living with fellow content creators Valkyrie, uh, Ex Chocobars, and Stars Mitten uh, up until the lease ended. Due to security concerns and each housemate's desire to do their own thing, the content creators decide to not renew the lease. Back in March, Pokemon teased the possibility of moving back to the OTV house, which she had left following issues with former member uh, Fred Meister. At the time, Pokemon told her viewers, I kind of want to try living alone, maybe. But also, I think I'm going to get really lonely and be sad, so I'm just like, fuck it. Why not just live with OTV again? End quote. Now, Pokemon has changed course, expressing her desire to just be on her own for a while, a little while. Uh, to that end, she has signed a six-month lease with an apartment by herself, something that Ms. Kiff had a lot to say about. Because she's been so active uh, socially, Ms. Kiff had some few concerns about her becoming lonely for 
or falling into depression. Uh, Pokemon pointed out that she still she'll still have time to have constant opportunities to be around OTV and other friends in that area, so she doesn't worry about it too much. Plus, she said that this is only a trial run since her new lease is only six months long. Uh, Pokemon explained that being in LA had a huge uh, would be huge for her mental health while she's living alone. Uh, she lived alone before, as she mentioned, and hated it. However, she previously uh, didn't have any friends near her. Now she'll have her favorite people a short drive away, so she doesn't think this new move will be a problem. Uh, end quote. You know what's funny? This just reminds me of like why I don't want to be a vlogger. <laughs> yeah. Like, why should some asshole across the country or world know that I signed a six month lease? Like, fuck yeah. off. <laughs> it's it it sucks, but um, you know, for those of you listening that aren't like too familiar with like the gaming world or mm. the tech world, you know, the fr- the, the framing is like docs. I don't know where it came from, but the framing the framing is like to quote unquote dock somebody uh, means to like release their address or personal info. Yeah. And we mentioned this a while back where she was getting viable death threats of like, Hey, this, like this person was sending pictures of like, I know where you fucking live. Mm. And you know, for security reasons, so for security reasons, um, you know, she felt it was necessary to move out. And you know, we don't like, we don't talk about individual, like, individuals in the gaming world too much because it's, it's it's like it's like oh drama like oh, like oh you know like a drama thing this is a yeah. drama thing this is an aspect it's an aspect of the internet and at least what's publicly made so little more the gaming community yeah it, uh, it's just something about streamers and their fans fans just getting a little too like just in their own world hmm. of like i need to find out where this person fucking lives yeah and and it sucks um, yeah, so does. that's you know so that was the original so that's the original so that's where I'm mentioning it. it's the original how like one of the most one of the most you know known streamers is like hey moving now again you know you know why we know her lease and stuff I don't know she released it I don't know but yeah I that's I wouldn't but that's her <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah that's just the foundation but, that she's just yeah but that, but yeah but that's the found that's the foundation of it and and you know it's it sucks but that is that is an that is an aspect of you know, not only the internet, but specifically the game community that I hope gets rotted out. That help that hopefully gets rotted out soon. Mm-hmm. It just it's it just becoming more and more common. Like we mentioned, I think a while back, uh, briefly, but like sweet Anita, um, the, the girl, the girl with the Tourette's syndrome, mm-hmm. same thing. You know, like someone got like viable death threats. It's like, oh look, there's a picture of where you fucking live, mm-hmm. and and so with this, you know, the whole hell, you know, she's nervous about living alone and now she wants to move back and people, you know, it's like, why well, is that a big deal? First of all, she's young. I think all of us went to, I think all of us went through the phase yeah. when, you know, when, you know, we transitioned living with family and then living with friends and then, you know, going off into known, you know, like, ah, oh, I miss living with, I miss, you know, you're a sociable person, you know, you're social, you're a sociable person. You miss living with people. You miss waking up every day to be like, Hey friend, Hey friend, you live 20 feet next to me. Yeah. And, and like you said, you know, like you said, it's like, it's like, it's almost inevitable when a vlogger or to a point, a popular streamer is like, Hey, someone just messaged my address to me. That's concerning. Jeez Louise. Yeah. 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 So more, I mean, more power to her. Obviously I, I wish, uh, you know, for her to be, yeah, for her safety and stuff like that, that she'll be all right. I'm sure she will. And I'm sure the OTV house will have her back some way, shape or form, keep an eye on all that stuff and make sure that she's mm-hmm. good. Cause that's, yeah. It's just interesting too, just talking about like the, uh, the fragility of, of, uh, you know, someone vlogging and, 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 and being, uh, vulnerable, yeah. You know, two two people that you don't know, 
Uh, you know, and this is like a career, right? This is what's paying the bills. This is what's paying, you know, your monthly lease or just your, your mortgage or whatever. Puts food, puts food on the table. Yeah, puts food on the table. And then, you know, with that comes, you know, maniacs that, you know, want to want to freak you out or go and rob you, you know, or on all that stuff. So it's just, it's still scary. It's still scary with that in mind, you know, so, uh, I can definitely understand. I know definitely understand Ms. Kiff's, you know, uh, uh, understanding on that, you know, just, just as far as like, you know, the concern on that. But, you know, like I said, I, I think she'll be all right. And, uh, you know, salutes to her and, you know, all those folks, Valkyrie and all that. So, yeah, one one thing I mentioned with uh, one thing I mentioned with uh, was it Miss Kiff? Yeah, mm-hmm. said is like you know how you know she's worried about her friends you know you know say depression because again you know the fact you know she's you know she's young you know she's famous you know you know we all think like oh I wish I had that paycheck but it's like what would one at that age one would you what would you do with that money or fame mm-hmm. would you be Mother Teresa or Justin uh, or Justin Bieber jackass yeah <laughs> um, and the other thing too you know she like she mentioned the whole depression thing you know something that came out I think like start something that really started to make news with YouTube and the streamer and streamers um, like it started, it started with YouTubers and of course it you know transitioned over the streamers vo- voicing too is then you know that phrase we started hearing a little bit more two years ago like pre-covid uh, burnout yeah it was a phrase we started hearing a lot you know it was a phrase we started hearing a lot more mm-hmm. it was like yes you know you know the grass is always green on the other side you know x you know who you know x person who wouldn't want you know a, a on face value a check for playing games but you know again at the other side it's like you know a lot of people you know they were you know a lot of people were getting burnt out a lot of people were taking a step back yeah from the public life which is um in itself a risky move because again that's their livelihood so, right so, so and, and again you know the and you know you mentioned fragility and there's also kind of fragility you know in you know potential fame so yeah. you know, like, hey i'm getting burnt out i'm gonna take a step back for like two to three months not really voice why because you don't you know you're going if you're going through some mental situations and also you come back in three months you're like oh shit that thing that was that thing that was my livelihood it's becoming a lot less of a livelihood right so exactly so again so that again that's why you know it's rare when we talk about individual streamers or stuff like that but if there's certain aspects to the story that need to be mentioned or certain like you know that's like or this is an isolated case and this is just an example of many we want to bring out that's you know that's all we do that yeah so again like this one the whole like you know hey oh i, I watch your streams we're meant to be together <laughs> 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 like that as you know that aspect of this of twitch and the streaming community again it's not again it's not isolated to the gaming community but again yeah. at least at least what makes the news are publicly i feel like gaming just again publicly just gets a lot of that yeah you know compared to you know compared to other quote-unquote public figures yeah um especially nowadays yeah and again, again again the whole and again the whole burnout thing it's yeah like, you're just playing games I mean, yeah, but to a point, like, have you played, tried to fucking play games 12 hours a day for seven days a week? <laughs> yeah, even at, like, at some point, you you, you least at minimum got to go, okay, my ass hurts. <laughs> like, I just, at some point, you're like, I need to, like, take a walk, do squats, or get, like, a hemorrhoid pillow. Like, <laughs> I'm just, just being honest. Like, it's not that hard to play games 12 hours a day for... You know, seven days straight for six months. <laughs> I'm just. Oh my god! Yeah, well, it, I was gonna say, Jesus, that that just destroyed my my train of thought. No, I was just. Gonna say, <laughs> I don't. No, 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 no. I don't I was, need to. No, like, no, I was gonna say. I was gonna say. Um, as far as like burnout, you know, like it's funny because like burnout in general has been, it's been a thing for forever, right? And yeah. then just the, the it took a pandemic for people to really 
study that and like, oh, wow, like, this is a big problem. It's, it's been a problem in the yeah. workforce, especially for the U.S. workforce, like forever. Oh, my God. You know? <laughs> the Ameri- yeah, it's like, it's like, you know, international articles, the American workforce works harder than most people. No, we just work longer. Like, we're fucking tired. <laughs> like, how many people have to, like, down a Red Bull or a fucking coffee as they walk, you know, as they walk into work? How many people? Right. You know, have been enraged. How many people have been enraged so much from their job that they come home from work driving a speed limit with the radio off like a fucking sociopath? <laughs> like exactly. Uh, like, and, what and, the fuck, man? And, and again, you know, it sucked, but it took a pandemic for people or for you know for people to voice it. And then you know, that's again that, and upside downside. You know, you know, me. I'm always kind of like the upside somewhere is you know by people voicing it, it was like, oh, it's not just me. Like, cause, cause it's almost like there was a guilt to it. Cause mm. like a lot of people, a lot of people, you know, whether it was YouTubers or streamers too, they, they did voice kind of like a guilt. Like I feel bad that I feel like I'm overworking myself playing games, making X much. Mm. And you know, we've all learned, you know, we've all learned, you know, you know, paycheck doesn't confirm mental health. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And speaking of fragility and burnout, seems like the battlefield franchise, uh, is, <laughs> been dropped <laughs> how fragile it is and unfortunately going to be burning to flames here uh but there's an article here written by danielle partis i believe this is giant freaking robot as far as that website but if i got it wrong at least danielle partis she did write this so shout out to her but it says here in quote the former evp and general manager of call of duty has been hired by ea to oversee the development of the battlefield series Byron Bede will now take on the role of SVP and general manager of the rival shooter of the rival shooter, excuse me, ahead of the release of Battlefield six. EA said that the higher uh, in quote signals a strategic long-term commitment to the growth of the franchise in quote reported by IGN. Uh, he'll report directly to respawn founder and dice head Vince Vampella. Uh, Bede quietly resigned from his position at Activision Blizzard earlier this year after just over 15 years of working in the flagship franchise, leading operations on titles such as Modern Warfare 3, Warzone, and Call of Duty Mobile. He was replaced by Johanna Fares, uh, who also serves as the esports commissioner at Activision Blizzard. Uh, end quote. And the you know the funny thing is is that Every single comment I've seen on this article or an article that's talking about this has been like, rest in peace, Battlefield, (laughs) or I hope he doesn't fuck up Battlefield. (laughs) You know, like, like people are very worried about this. Yeah. I mean, again, it's, 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 it's not, it's not apples to apples, but it's like, oh, there's a new Star Wars game coming to the Switch made by who? The people that made Farmville. Fuck. There's a new. There's an. Oh, they uh, scalped a person from Call of Duty. Cool. What did you? What did you work on? Call of Duty Mobile. Fuck. <laughs> like. Why? Yeah. Why? How? Yeah. That's sorry. I definitely popped my mic there. <laughs> um. But. Uh. Like. We, yeah. We couldn't get the zombies guy. I like zombies. <laughs> like, I mean, it's like it's it's like it's it's like it's a, he worked like he worked on um wars he worked on Warzone. Okay, he worked on Modern Warfare three. I give him that. Yeah. Um, but in, again, in recent years, Warzone and Call of Duty Mobile. And the thing about Warzone, have you have you seen the statistics of like have you seen the statistics of Warzone? It's like by far people are just playing zombies and don't give a fuck about the about. Um, oh no, sorry, no Warzone. Never mind. Um, sorry, I was mixing up. I was mixing up um, 
Cold War. There you go. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, but, but again, War, you know, Warzone, a lot of people are leaving it because yeah. it's just, like we mentioned it before, it's it's like, uh, let's say the top three Battle Royales, Apex, Call of Duty, and Fortnite. Mm. And by far, the one that like gives a shit about the community the, the least uh, would be Call of Duty bringing up the rear of Fortnite. You know, yeah. we mentioned how like there's a gun or there's an imbalance. Apex will try to fix it or like do something like their new update, release the whole new mode. The mm-hmm. um, Call of Duty is like, oh, this gun's fucking imbalanced, so it's really overpowered and everyone's going to use it. What should we do? I know. Release skins so people can spend money on it since they're all <laughs> going to use the same gun. Like that's what they do. Like they release yeah. a gun. The community said the community says it's overpowered. So well, if you want to win, you got to fucking use it. And if everyone, and then it's like, well, I'm using the same, all of a sudden, hey, I've been using the same gun for like 20 fucking games. Uh, uh, might as well use money. <laughs> yeah. It sucks. It sucks when this is going to be boiled within Battlefield, right? Yeah. It, it, yeah. Because, and here's the, here's the whole thing. The, the, the number one, the number one statement you'll hear from most Battlefield players is because I play it because it's not Call of Duty. Spoiler, if I want to play Call of Duty, <laughs> I'll fucking play Call of Duty. If I want to play Battlefield, I'll play Battlefield. Like, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, it's the most simplest, that's the most simplest broken down answer. Why do you play Battlefield? It's better than Call of Duty. Like I, like I told you, my first, I, I used to love Call of Duty. You know, when I, when I was in college, I was like, I was in college when um, the first Modern Warfare dropped, and hell yeah, everyone and their mom was fucking playing that. Yeah. But then I played bat, and then I played one match, one fucking match of Battlefield Four online, and in one match, I drove a tank, I flew a helicopter, I rode a jet ski, I fucking blew up a skyscraper. I was like, <laughs> this game is fucking amazing, and I never looked back. Yeah. Never looked back, and now to be like, hey, Battlefield's like, hey, we got a great announcement. What? We have someone from Call of Duty Mobile. What the fuck? <laughs> All I can say is, is you know, uh, to the founder of Respawn and the head of Dice, uh, Vince Zampella. Vince Zampella. Yeah. Uh, keep keep this dude in check. Keep this keep this keep this guy in fucking check. Because um, yeah. I you know I, you know I mentioned Call of Duty Mobile. You know how it got sued. Remember that was the game that that was the game that people found out their quote unquote um, loot box roulette system was like literally rigged. Yeah. To like, you can't get the best thing until you, till you pay a certain amount. Right. And then they think they got sued over that. Yeah. And that's who we got. Yay. (laughs) And you know, what sucks too, is that like from all sides, this sucks. So it's like, not only from them making another, you know, another microtransaction invested thing of nonsense. You also have these, you also have folks that are that like the, the hackers and an annoyance, players that just make the experience horrible as well like i know wars and they ban like over like a half a million people or something like that it was a sh- it was a fuck ton i forget it was yeah. it was in the like, it yeah. was like in the hundreds of thousands yeah probably yeah. half a million people ton right it's like yeah like then that's how bad like, that's how bad it is jesus yeah and and then it's funny too because even this this article ends with he was replaced by someone that was in charge of the of esports and i'm like not again not the twist of knife but it's like Oh, you mean that division of Blizzard where they fired a hundred people? <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I got no respect uh, for modern day Activision Blizzard. <laughs> I don't blame you, dude. Yeah, because it's like Battlefield. We've been trying to like keep like in a. In, I'm sure there's better words to say this, but like keep Battlefield pure. And it seems like after Battlefield Five, it just didn't. It wasn't the same game. Keep Battlefield, Battlefield. Yeah, yeah, you know, and it's just it, it, the 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 direction that it's going. When when that article arrived, that it said like we wanted to be we wanted to be um, 
we wanted to go ahead to head with Warzone, everyone was like, oh my no, God. Like, We're like, no, please, please. And then we hear this information. So we're just like, fuck, man. And then Battlefield 5 got us that battle. Battlefield 5 got it, gave us that battle royale mode that no one fucking asked for. Yeah. We're like Fire Zone or Flame Watch. If they, there was fire. Yeah. No, I don't fucking know. <laughs> Yeah, you're gonna have a lot of people playing. Uh, keep playing Battlefield One and Battlefield Four. That's pretty much what you're gonna get. It's it's funny you say that because actually Victor, you know the, the, the guy we mentioned a lot. You know he's yeah. been and he's you know, and if you watch the stream, he's the guy I play Monster Hunter with. Um, I've been doing like I've been playing and streaming a lot of Monster Hunter recently. Yeah. Um, Shout out to Victor. Uh, he uh, downloaded um, Battlefield One to check it out because mm. Battlefield One just because uh, Battlefield One got a little more popular um, via Game Pass downloads. Oh no shit! So yeah, he so he played a few matches of the last night, and I'm like, I'm not hoping for it's not, it's not that I hope for a game to fail, because I like Battlefield, mm. but if Battlefield One were to like come back, I'll be down for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if the player if the player base to a point were to get were to come back for Battlefield One, I'd be super happy. I think you're gonna get a huge migration to Battlefield One and Battlefield Four. You're probably definitely Battlefield One. If, so. you're, if you're listening to this and you're unhappy with Battlefield Five, play Battlefield One. If, you, <laughs> if you're an Xbox or PC player. It's on Game Pass Ultimate. Yep, there you go. Boom, boom. So, good stuff there. Uh, and uh, speaking of games and or companies that uh, have just brought us joy of every sense of the word, uh, Obsidian is cooking up a new RPG here, and it's an RPG that we're looking forward to. Uh, and according to... Where did I get this from? I want to say this is... I want to say it's either from Polygon or... Is this the article uh, I sent you? Game Rant. Uh, yes. Might have been The Verge, actually. The Verge? Okay. We'll just go with that. The Verge. Uh, it says here in quote... Fantasy RPG fans have been waiting for another Skyrim for ages now, and two potential candidates to fill the void are finally on the horizon. These games are avowed from Obsidian Entertainment and Elder Scrolls 6 from Bethesda. Both of these games were announced a while ago and have gone silent ever since, but considering what was shown in Avowed's trailer, people have been calling it a spiritual Elder Scrolls 6 because how it shows resembles the mainline Elder Scrolls titles. However, Avowed is probably going to be a quite uh, quite different from Skyrim and the game it seems to be more similar to Morrowind. Uh, Avowed is based on the Pillars of Eternity games and will likely include plenty of callbacks to those but its rumored setting is going to be something else entirely uh, probably based off of the living lands of Eora much like Morrowind was very different from the rest of Tamriel. Uh, this is just the tip of the iceberg and while many of these similarities may be on speculation and rumors it is plausible that Avowed and Morrowind will be compared a lot in the future. Uh, end quote. You know what's funny too is that um, I remember when I played the original Xbox when I had it, and I remember when I had uh, Marwin, and I was like, I can't believe a game can be this detailed. Yeah, you know? like with, with RPGs and stuff. Elder Scroll, Elder Scrolls was uh, our Bethesda was mm. again, but back back you know. Uh, when Bethesda was clearly building its foundation, it was a whole league of its own. Was mm. was sci-fi adventure with Fallout, and then that medieval magic sorcery realm that is that is Elder Scrolls. Mm. And uh, real quick before you go too further, you were right. Actually, it was Game Rant. I just wanted to. Oh, yeah, okay, we, okay, Game yeah, Rant. Thank you. We like your articles. We want to make sure we got it right. Game yes. Rant. Yes. Shout um, out to Game Rant. <laughs> and I I sent you, I sent you this. <laughs> And I was happy because I'm I'm still burnt by Bethesda. You know, I, I told yeah. like we said in the last episode, the Roadie Three, like uh, Part Two, 
you know, you, you asked me what's something that can like, what's a, what's a hype thing that can make me lose my shit at E3 for during Microsoft Bethesda. And I really couldn't give an answer of what would make me hype. Um, but I definitely give an answer of what would make me mad. Mm-hmm. And that's if they, we get updates or DLC about Fallout 76, yeah. a dumpster fire of a game that they released a, a year before is ready to fucking play. Um, and then they released, they released subscript and then they released a monthly subscription that was, didn't work. It was like supposed to provide private servers. It didn't. Hmm. It was surprised. It was supposed to. It was supposed to give you more, uh, more information, more um, room in your stash. Hmm. And it glitched out and just crashed your games. And it, it glitched out and just deleted all your items. It was, yeah. Please. And so, like, I'm still, I'm still burned by Bethesda. And so, the, I remember the way I sent this. The way I sent this to you is Obsidian outdid Obsidian outdid Fallout. With Outer Worlds, and I was like, "Oh shit, are they about to do, I'll do Elder Scrolls Six mm-hmm. with Avowed?" <laughs> and it's funny now because they're on the same team of Microsoft. Obsidian's yeah. been with Microsoft for years. Microsoft just spent seven point five billion dollars on Bethesda, and I'm like, "Uh, ooh." I mean, looking at Obsidian's performance, Microsoft might have overpaid for that shit. <laughs> 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 Outer Outer Worlds again. Outer Worlds, in my opinion, was a better Fallout. Mm. It was, you know, trim the fat, definitely shorter. You know, fall, a Fallout can be a, like, again, when I stopped playing Fallout 4, it was like a 300, I stopped playing at 300 hours. Mm. Um, I beat Outer Worlds in like 36 hours. Okay. So it was a trim the fat version. And again, now Avowed, Avowed looks to be, again, a better version, a pot- or potentially a better version of Elder Scrolls if the rumors are true. Mm. And I'm not the biggest, I'm not the biggest since Rumor Mill, but I, I did like reading this story. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, definitely. We, we, we want to be cautious on uh, what we're saying. But as far as just the hype of Avowed, people are very excited about it. I am. Yeah, very excited. I'm very excited about it. And like you said, Arthur, Obsidian, they're, they, they've made some really great RPGs when Bethesda's fallen short, you know? And I think Outer Worlds is definitely, that blew Microsoft away. Like originally, yeah. you know, like now it's going to be like a focused franchise, yeah. you know, and they're, and they're going to be taking the, the coattails of it. And when originally they didn't even know that it was going to have that type of effect from the masses, you know? And, but it's like after 76, it's like, how could you not think that? But but it was definitely a sleeper hit. Yeah, it was definitely a sleeper hit. And, you know, I, I actually need to go back and play that that, that one. Uh, but, yeah, I'm really excited for Revowed. I'm curious to see because, you know, it's like I – the Elder Scrolls Online, it's like I understand why it exists. Like it makes sense, you know, and I'm glad yeah. there is a there is a pretty substantial uh, uh, gr- community, community of it, right? Uh, but I just – you know, I just, I'm such a nostalgic person and used to games – that remind me of Morrowind or remind me of, uh, you know, Skyrim oblivion even. So having, having like uh, people that are thinking like, Hey, this might be more similar, more so to tomorrow. And then it would be to Elder Scrolls. It still, it's like, that's awesome. Yeah. You know? So, um, I will say, real, I, will, I say real quick about ESO Elder Scrolls online. Um, it's definitely good. I got back. Victor got, Victor got me back into it. Like yeah. he's, he's almost max level. So he's about to start the end. He's about to start the end game. Uh, I, uh, I'm like, level 20 oh shit and again you know and then you know he got me in the monster hunter so you know you know what i call game ready d we just hopped on another game 
<laughs> like man, it's like love like again, love or hate Game Pass. It's like a fucking candy store of like, move is mine, is mine, is mine. <laughs> it freaks me out, dude. Like it's like one of those things where it's like you got money, but you don't know what to buy, and then when you don't have money, you want to buy everything in the store. <laughs> and, and the funny thing is that with this, you get both. It's, <laughs> it's like it, it's so overwhelmed. I'm like, what should I start is. on? Oh, dude, it, it it is no, it is over. It is overwhelming. Mm. Um, cause not only, no, cause not only for game pass, there's also the sales on Xbox. Like, and I, I think I told you a lot, or no, I told my housemate Ivan of the new bunch. Um, uh, last night, like Victor, and I, Victor bought like two games. I bought two games, um, because, uh, spoiler, um, for anybody listening, regardless of what console you play, keep an eye on your digital stores. Cause you're going to see a lot of sales. There's always sales around E3. That's true. For, for example, true. Uh, for example, after Far Cry, after the Far Cry, I'll make this quick. But just as an example, after the Far Cry Six gameplay gameplay, gameplay come out, bam, there's a fuck ton of sales on Far Cry. Oh, nice. Um, uh, and then like, and then um, dying again. We're, we know we're for example, and then Dying Light Two drops some info. Bam, Dying Light went on sale. Nice. All the editions of Dying Light, which I bought. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um. So, so again, you know, just real quick to the kid in the Kennedy store analogy, man, with Game Pass and between sales. Oh, and remember, speaking of Game Pass, Avowed will be on Game Pass. Mm. Because remember, it, because remember, Avowed was shown during that Xbox conference. And remember, remember, do you remember the Xbox conference? Yeah. Every single game we That's- saw is going to be on Game Pass. That's what they said. That's so, what they said. You know what? I have not, you know what? It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a week late drill. I have an answer to your question. What's going to get me hyped? Gameplay trailer for Avowed. Uh, that's the game. That's the game I want. That's because yes. I miss that. I have that itch for again, just that wizard, medieval dragon shit style <laughs> RPG. And I mean, it's like you can't really call an era because there is no era of dragons. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know what I mean? Like just that medieval magic, quote unquote, era or world. Right. Um, and uh, like in an R- RPG, level up classes, dialogue, skill tree. And again, so to, so again to know the game I'm most hyped for from the Xbox, from the last Xbox conference to hear it's going to be on par, if not better than Morrowind. And again, again, I, again with I, I can't go go into rumors too much, but Obsidian has a consistent track record where recently Bethesda does not. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So. And uh, of course, wrapping this up, uh, going into the big tune of the day. Uh, E3 guys, the road to E3. And if you are watching this on the Saturday, the release of this episode, seven days before E3. Oh yeah. Is here. That's how math works. <laughs> so we're going to take a quick break and we'll come back. We're going to talk about the E3 schedule that dropped, uh, the different companies that are going first and, and continuing and all that stuff. Hype all around that. And we'll just, uh, nerd out heavily with E3, the road to E3. We'll be right back right after this. All right, folks. So big tune of the day here. We have the E3 schedule. Uh, So this dropped recently. And by golly, it's making me more and more excited for uh, E3 here from the road to E3. Because originally, 
I was excited for E3, but you know, it's just, it's kind of like Christmas, at least in my, in my mind, it's like you get more excited once or any holiday, you get more excited once it comes a little bit closer, you know? Yeah. So, uh, exciting stuff. Uh, and just kind of jumping right into it. Cause E3, uh, will be starting Saturday, June 12th. Mm-hmm. And, uh, according to Polygon, uh, they, they, uh, this is the, all this information here is from Polygon. So shout out to you, Polygon. Uh, on the information here. So just starting here, it says, quote, E3 organizers that uh, say that the event will officially kick off Saturday uh, with a broadcast pre-show at 1 p.m. Uh, Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time. Uh, Ubisoft and Gearbox Entertainment will hold the press conferences that day. So we have Ubisoft Forward. That's what they're calling it. Uh, Ubisoft Forward 2021 will showcase a variety of upcoming Ubisoft titles on Saturday, June 12th at 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 uh, p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And it says here that a pre-show will begin at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. PDT with news about updates uh, for games such as For Honor, Watch Dogs, Le- Watch Dogs Legion, and The Crew 2. Uh, part of me is like, are you making updates for them? Like, what What do you... <laughs> what are you talking about with those games? <laughs> uh, at, least, at, least, uh, at least for The Crew, I mean, that's yeah. definitely... A niche community. Sure. So I'm, I'm not a part of it, so I can't speak too much to it. Yeah. I, yeah. I do miss I do miss some racing games, a.k.a. hashtag need for speed heat. <laughs> um, <laughs> nice. But I never got nice. into the crew, but... Uh, burnout. We need burnout, goddammit. We need a new burnout. We do. I know that's, you know... But yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, hey, hey, they're, you know, if, if they're going to get more info on Far Cry 6, fuck yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, and then continuing on here, it says the main event will feature the first gameplay footage of the next Tom Clancy Rainbow Six game, uh, a co-op title formerly known as Rainbow Six Quarantine. Ubisoft will do a deep dive on the game in its e, uh, Ubisoft Forward post show. This goes live at 4 p.m. Eastern and 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. That is pretty interesting. And you know what? I just want to say I am very excited for... I'm happy that Siege is still going. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I remember I remember the game came out, I was excited for it, you know, it was like I hope it's everything that it's supposed to be. And then when I picked it up and played it, and I was like, This is nuts. Like, this is so good. You know, like the fact that I can like the intensity the intensity of a first person shooter, I feel like it has lost I feel like it's lost that that intensity's kind of been lost for a while. Just everything seems like I don't know. It's just as far as like uh, too loot boxy, too just like you know war zone ish or whatever. Yeah, I was like too Call of Duty, too Call, <laughs> too Call of Duty. Yeah, let's just let's just call a spade a spade. Uh, too Call of Duty, and like the 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 nature of like playing a game and like you know killing like uh, taking people out or whatever in a PvP. Uh, it's just lost its vibe. So with Rainbow Six Siege, I feel like that really kicked that up. Like, and the yeah. the fact that I can break a wall or a hole of a wall to shoot through it to kill somebody, I'm like, that is like amazing. <laughs> yeah. It, again, mechanics that Call of Duty stole. But hey, um, <laughs> no, and yeah, you know, we you know we remember the days of like. Um, Rainbow Six Vegas, Rainbow Six Vegas Two, you know, that tactical shooter, and 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 again in terms of those tactical, um, Rainbow Six Siege killed it. Yeah, I know there's little things here and there like you know that kind of you know irks the community, but again you can't please everybody. But it's still a fun game. Absolutely, absolutely. And again, you'll hear me say it once, say it again. It's on Game Pass. Hey <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> I, 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 man, if any company makes me super happy, I'll tout your shit. Um. So definitely I'm, again, not sponsored, but 
Phil Spencer, if you're listening. <laughs> we need to get those shirts. All yeah, right. <laughs> uh, so continuing on here, it says that we can also expect appearances from previously announced game titled uh, announced games like Far Cry 6 and Riders Republic and updates on the new content for Assassin's Creed Valhalla and Rainbow Six Siege. So Ubisoft will also discuss projects from its film and TV divisions, such as the upcoming movie Werewolves Within. That's the one I was trying to mention to you earlier. Today. Oh, yeah. Um, and then before we go into Gearbox, uh, Far Cry 6, right? So we, it looks great. And uh, I forget the gentleman's name that is... That's like the the person that's like gonna make me interested in Far Cry, like the guy, uh, the guy antagonist that, again, the guy that was Moth Gideon in Mandalorian, and the guy that yeah. was a villain in Breaking Bad. Yeah, um, he's amazing. Yeah, he's just he's just a great modern day villain. Yeah, he's amazing. And it's <laughs> it's funny. Me and my friend were talking. It's like it's only time until he's a villain for the MCU because we always because uh, just side tangent. We always say like, what was something the MCU lacked was like a good villain mm. other than Thanos and shit, uh, Thanos and Loki. And yeah. it's like, hey, well. There's this Breaking Bad guy. <laughs> um, the one thing, the one thing I am nervous for for Far Cry Six that has not been in Far Cry so far, but has been in Assassin's Creed. It's been in the Tom Clancy games. I mentioned it last episode. I am nervous for Ubisoft's future use of shortcut microtransactions. Mm. That makes, it makes me nervous. Mm. You know, I mentioned last episode, so I won't go too much into it. But again, um, a new form of microtransactions that really hasn't made quote-unquote headlines is shortcuts Mm. of like hey you just need x shit to progress or x shit to unlock this x this to do that wow that takes a lot of grinding or 20 (laughs) bucks so um you know i I mentioned it's in valhalla it's an event it's in assassin's creed Mm. it's in a few um i just said it tom clancy games yeah so and it um it wasn't in far cry 5 and i just hope it's not in far cry 6 yeah. Please, please don't. You gave me, you gave me, you know, Chiriso, the little dog in the in the, in the wheelchair. Don't don't give me shortcuts. <laughs> don't give me shortcut microtransactions. Yeah, man. Yeah, and um, yeah. So we'll we'll see what happens there. Uh, side note and slash prediction. Well, maybe prediction, but it was more of a question. This is really a prediction. Splinter Cell. You think we'll see a new one? Maybe. Mm. Um, I miss Sam Fisher. S- He's he's a new character in Siege, mm. so oh, okay. So yeah. the the license or the license isn't dead. Yeah, technically, um, that would be a fucking cool drop the mic moment to end the Ubisoft conference. Yeah, I'd be like, ooh, pan shitter, like you it. Know, again, good games, you know, good quality games that do nostalgia right, make money. Yeah, again, emphasis on. Not just nostalgia, but good. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Good uh, games. Um, the other thing I was the same looking forward to in Far Cry, just real quick, Far Cry 6 is killing people with the Macarena song. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so uh, could, could you explain that for the for folks? So for those of you that see, haven't seen the gameplay trailer, it's like almost like a record. So picture like a record player. Mm. Is you know, When you put the needle on it, it plays it plays the music. And there's, there's like a similar gun you can make but for CDs. And even though CDs don't work like that, we don't fucking care. Because um, <laughs> it just looks awesome. Um, and so there's a CD. So when you have the gun out in your hand, it play it. I can't say it plays whatever CD or I don't know if there's going to be like a soundtrack to it. Mm. But in the in the gameplay, it plays the Macarena. And, you know, it's kind of like a saw gun. You know, you're shooting, you know, CDs at like high velocity. Nice. And then the next CD that loads kicks off where that song left off. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's like, you know, it's like they're doing the Macarena. Oh, yeah. And then like it fires it and it kicks off. <laughs> so That's pretty awesome. So there is um, 
the kind of like a Dead Rising aspect to it of like kind of building your guns, which really is kind of new for Far Cry. Mm. Um, Far Cry really hasn't had the whole like at least part five or part four didn't have the whole like craft your own gun. It was just like find it or unlock it, you know, like a sniper or a bow. But, you know, there was no I'm going to unlock this gun. Yeah. Yeah. And there was another gun they had of. I forget, but I just I just remember the Macarena gun. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, continuing on here, uh, so Gearbox Entertainment, next folks here on the list, uh, or at least or at least according to uh, according to this, uh, it says here that uh, Borderlands developer Gearbox Software will hopefully have plenty to show during a press conference Saturday. Uh, should be interesting. I'm not sure the specific time. That gearbox is going. I think it was to be determined. Uh, but in general, uh, what are your thoughts on this? I know they were talking about something to do with. Uh, I don't know if they're going to be talking about uh, Borderlands Three crossplay. I know they talked about it in the news, but it's it's like the article says. We'll hopefully have enough for a full conference. <laughs> I I, lo- I I know I love Gearbox. They've made great games, and I've bought them. I've bought all the Borderlands. But again, you can't. You know. You can't keep milking this cow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not saying the games are bad. I'm just saying, you know, branch out. Yeah. And seriously. so now I remember, I remember it, we, we mentioned it a, a few episodes back that Gearbox did announce like an, or like, I think it was like the official announced like a new IP. Remember that? We were, ta- mm-hmm. we were talking about that. And I said how, as long as their new IP, their new game isn't meant to be a competitor to something else. Like we mentioned how, um, Battleborn, like Battleborn on face value, was not a bad game. Yeah, it just got overshadowed by the competitors it was supposed to compete with, aka Overwatch, which just you know swarmed over, you know covered everything, right. took over everything. So, um, and there was something else, you know, like Aliens, you know, again, Aliens: Colon Marines was a production hell game, mm-hmm. and I forget what, what other game they released that was like another to to be a competitor something. But again, so as long as, you know, you know, Gearbox is a good history of original storytelling, original games, yeah. and not so great of a history of, I want to make this game to compete with this other game. Mm, true. Um, yeah. So that's hopefully, that's hopefully, that's hopefully we get more news on that. Yeah. I hope we get some news on the new, that aliens game too, that co-op shooter. Yeah. We, we're having that. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully that shows up. Question. Yeah. I know it's E3. Do you think we're getting information on the Borderlands movie, or like, or like, uh, or like, will Kevin Hart show up? <laughs> That's a good point because I mean, hell, if uh, if Keanu Reeves shows up, why not Kevin Hart? Maybe I think one well, somebody's got to show up on that. Thing. We because we they just they, they just released like I think like costume images of Kate Blanchett as Lilith. Oh yeah, I yeah. did hear that. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, again, like Derek says, hopefully we get a full you know because again, you can't make a full conference off. Borderlands. <laughs> um, great game, but again, dude, just, you can't keep. Don't make it. Don't make it a, a GTA Five. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, and then here for Sunday, it says here uh, on Sunday, E3 2021, viewers can expect presentations from Microsoft, Square Enix, Warner Brothers Games, and Twenty Four Entertainment. So we got a full full load there. Uh, it also says that the PC gaming show and future games show also uh, also stream Sunday. Uh, a broadcast pre-show starts at eleven forty-five Eastern, eight forty-five a.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time. 
And then uh, talked about here that in detail for the Xbox Bethesda showcase that Microsoft will hold its E3 Games showcase on June 13th at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific. And uh, the Xbox and Bethesda Games showcase will stream live on Twitch, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook channels. We'll focus on uh, games from Xbox Studios, Bethesda, uh, many game creators from our partners around the world, end quote. Uh, so that should be interesting too, right, Arthur? Because, I mean, we're talking about, as far as the, you know, the Xbox titles, uh, obviously we're going to be talking about Halo Infinite. Um, I'm hoping that this will be the biggest step forward when it comes to Halo Infinite, because I know, you know, the Xbox showcases, you know, from last year, we first had, uh, we had kind of like a beta version of it that was shown where like, it looks nice, but it doesn't look like an Xbox Series X game. And then they decided to push it back, which I think was brilliant. Yeah. So now we should be seeing a much better looking iteration of, or not iteration, version of uh, of Halo Infinite. So what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. You know, again, expect, you, know, you know, we mentioned it uh, when Cyberpunk dropped. Halo Infinite dodged a bullet. Mm. Um, and I know, I know not everybody likes it, but I know not everybody likes a delay or whatever, but I like transparency. Yeah. You know, being left in the dark is one thing, but transparency is like, hey, straight up, we heard your concerns. We looked at the screenshots you showed us, and yeah, this game can use some polish. Because mm-hmm. there were screenshots they showed at E3 that looked like not a new generation <laughs> game. Like, there are some screenshots that I was like, look at this 360 game of Halo 3. <laughs> um but again, so again, they step back and they've been again. They've been consistent. They've been consistent with their updates. Remember, remember, remember. I said um, they released a they released a list of like we fixed this, 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 and I'm like they what? did very like, yeah very detailed list. And I was like, wow, that's almost like the list of things Cyberpunk fucked up on. <laughs> and I feel like that list was just like okay, let's look at the list Cyberpunk Cyberpunk missed. Okay, let's announce that we not let's announce that we're not doing that. <laughs> uh, that's what that list felt like, which is good. Yeah, again, because CG City Project Red clearly could have used more time. Exactly. Um, so the other thing is too, um, you know, we, we mentioned it um, with uh, with Bethesda Microsoft. I doubt it. I doubt, doubt, doubt. <sighs> I hope we get no. I'm I'm hope I'm still hoping we'll get information on gears. But again, Epic's been pretty vocal of like, yeah, we're just making Fortnite shit. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I don't think we're gonna get anything on gears. You know, gear six because you you and I because you Victor and I we finally beat Hivebusters. That was fun. That was really fun. That was really fun. That was that, really that fun. That was a really good expansion. So thanks for that. Yeah. Um, you know, I mentioned Avowed. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, something I look forward to every year is indie games. I love finding new companies to learn the name learn the name learn the name of and definitely during 2020 when you know again when everyone was stuck at home so many fucking indie games stepped up and like were discovered like among us blew up a year after it was launched very true because of covid everyone stuck at home and then you know we know you know we're mentioning indie indie games how like among us won multiple awards at the the video game awards and it was five people yeah and how um yeah that was the viking game was at valheim Valheim, same thing as yeah, like, Valheim, amazing. Valheim's like two people, something like that, like a handful of people. And um, one of my predictions we mentioned on the first part one of Road D three. One of one of my predictions, because Xbox has been consistent with this so far, mm. is they're going to mention a new indie studio they've partnered with. Mm. Again, my examples were Undead Labs when they partnered with, with Undead Labs for State of Decay two. 
Um, they partnered with, I forget who, for, for uh, Ori, uh, uh, in the Blind Forest. Uh, you know, Rare. Yeah. You know, they got Rare for Rare Replay. And so, again, I think we're going to see a new... Now, I mean, Rare is not indie, but arguably over the past few decades, it's become, at least it was, became a smaller... Yeah, there was like a gap, a decades gap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a decades gap in production for Rare. <laughs> so we can agree, again, so arguably small, no... Absent, yes. Yeah. Um, but again, um, I think again that's that's what I'm look forward to is what new indie studio are they going to pick up? And I wonder from the success of the of their both the PC and cross platform Xbox launch, um, Coffee Stain, because Coffee Stain, the publisher, um, had two games that really knocked out of the park. One of which is Valheim, mm-hmm. the Viking game, and the other game we not the other game we mentioned a few times in the news. Um, that really killed it in sales. Uh, Deep Deep Rock Galactic, remember that? Was oh like, yeah, yeah. You're talking about that mm-hmm. one. Yeah, that was a game that's like it's you're it's pretty much Left for Dead, but you're dwarves and it's killing aliens. Mm. Um, yeah. And there's a classes. And again, and again, that game killed it in sales both in both on PC and Xbox. And the and the game's still going strong. There's still updates. There's there's still updates. There's still things coming out for it. So I wonder if they're going to launch a new long-term partnership with them and lock in some exclusives. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. We'll, we'll see what happens on, on that. Uh, and continuing on here, it says that uh, the Xbox, uh, the, <laughs> the Square Enix presents uh, event. So this so continues on here. It says that Square Enix event will begin at 3.15 p.m. Eastern and 12.15 Pacific uh, it's going to be a 40 minute show that will feature the announcement of a new game from Eidos Montreal, an update from Platinum Games, Babylon's Fall, uh, a closer look at Life is Strange True Colors and Life is Strange Remastered Collection, and details on the Black Panther War for Wakanda expansion from Marvel Avengers, uh, end quote. Uh, definitely excited for the, the Life is Strange True Colors, uh, Life is Strange Remastered Collection as well, which is pretty awesome. Uh, Platinum Games, uh, I feel like they've been really, you know, really consistent uh, uh, as well. Real, real quick, speaking of games I just bought, uh, I just bought the Bandita Vanquish combo pack. Oh, nice. <laughs> for 20 bucks. Also, if you're listening to this, the sale's over. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Again, Hope you got it, guys. <laughs> there's a lot of one day, three day, seven day sales going on uh, throughout uh, uh, Xbox Store via PC and console games. So again, mm. keep a look, keep a look on that. Nice. I hope that. Yeah, that that's pretty awesome. Uh, yeah, man. So looking forward to uh, just I guess those games in general, and then the Black Panther uh, War for Wakanda. That is pretty cool. It just sucks that it's for the Marvel's Avenger game because I have my own thoughts about. That game. <laughs> all all 1,000 people playing it will be super happy. <laughs> its player count is abysmal. And here's the funny, here's the, here's the crazy thing is like all with Marvel Avengers, um, all these characters are coming out and not Spider-Man. And Spider-Man was the first fucking DLC character they announced. Yeah. It's like the next DLC character, the first DLC character will be Spider-Man. Okay, cool. What's launched so far? Hawkeye's, Hawkeye's daughter. And now Black Panther, and it's like, what about Spider Man? <laughs> uh, again, its player count is like in a thousand, singular. <laughs> yeah, it's not great. Um, yeah, but uh, Platinum Games. Oh, <laughs> I miss them. Um, you know, for those of you who aren't familiar with Platinum Games, that their Platinum Games makes really good combo shooters, um, is the way I describe them. Um, so that's Devil, that's Devil May Cry, uh, Bayonetta, 
and uh, Vanquish, which is such a good game that I feel like went under a lot of people's radar. Mm. If you have a, and if you have not played like a crazy like balls balls to the wall action shooter uh, that's like with robots, <laughs> uh, play Vanquish. Nice. I remember one of the one of the phrases we used to say in Vanquish, and I've said it before, is uh, remember kids, smoking is cool, <laughs> um, <laughs> only because every time you beat a boss, he just pulls just smokes a cigarette. <laughs> um, the other thing, the other thing I'm looking forward to here is. Um, was it the new game from Idos? They make some really Idos makes some really good games. They do. They make a lot of they uh, they make a lot of good like a good combination of like action was like story driven games. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm curious to see what they've been working on. Good question. Do you remember uh, Freedom Fighters? I want to say Idos was involved with that. Rings a bell. Like I've probably played it. Yeah, like, you- but like a mental like memory, no. Because you play like a that game you play as a like a plumber, and then like it it becomes like this big. Uh, legendary epic story where uh, you know, like Russia pretty much like invades the U.S. and uh, Soviet Soviets and uh, like a bunch of people like New Yorkers that come together and like you know you have like these squads and stuff and going through the music was really awesome and like you, what generation was that for? Uh, PS2 Xbox generation rings a bell. Yeah. Again, like again, it's like, pretty I, dope. I probably played it, and like I have it here in front of me. And Idos, just real quick, Idos still, I, I Idos was behind the Deus Ex games and nice. the, and the revamp, the great revamp of the Tomb Raider games. Those games are really fun. Those are good. phenomenal. They are phenomenal. really, they are really good. They are really good games. And if you've not played the new Tomb Raider games, get on it. And again, watch for sales. <laughs> again, there's there's gonna be a pretty much every year, pretty much every publisher that's at E3. Um, usually the day of their conference, they have a sale. Nice. Again, like Far Cry 6 announced, you know, Far Cry 6 show gameplay, bam. Next day, or day, later that day, every Far Cry game was on sale. Yeah. Very, very true. Very true. Uh, so continuing on here, talks about uh, on Monday, June 14th, uh, Capcom and Take-Two Interactive, they're also going to be uh, presenting. So it says here, uh, Capcom will deliver a presentation on Monday, focusing on its upcoming slate of games. Officially, Capcom has the Great Ace Attorney Collection, Monster Hunter Stories 2, Wings of Ruin, uh, Resident Evil 4 for Oculus VR, uh, and Pragmata on its uh, release list. Uh, but Capcom is reportedly has more Ace Attorney and Resident Evil games on its plan, uh, according to a leak. It says here that Take-Two Interactive will also have a showcase with details forthcoming. Uh, which is pretty interesting. I heard that Resident Evil VR is pretty insane. It's it, pretty like freaky. It's not <laughs> so. Um, Resident Evil Seven Biohazard was the return to horror, and we were all here for it. And it was a great game. Yeah. Um, I never got a chance to play it, so I got to state that. But again, but the but the reviews and the scores it's earned and awards it's earned again were earned. It's one of those games that's very hard to play cuz you're so goddamn frightened. <laughs> yeah, it's it's, <laughs> it's, it's one it's of those a, games. It's a good game and the and the VR was such a good call for it. Yeah. The VR is such a good call for it and they have arguably, you know, if not arguably if not the best by far I'll say easily we can all agree the most popular mm, yeah. Resident Evil game which is Resident Evil 4. Uh, drop for the Oculus, especially since the Oculus Quest Two just came out. Mm. Um, that's good. That's good news for both VR VR fans and Resident Evil fans. Nice, awesome, awesome. Uh, one last thing is you know reminder Take Two, um, Take Two owns Rockstar. Yes. If we get any more fucking DLC <laughs> for GTA Five, <laughs> like 
I'm nearly, nearly gonna just boycott this fucking company. Oh man, I, it's it's gonna get worse before it gets better, man. It is, I, yeah. and it sucks. And as much as I hate it, I know we're gonna get next for next gen players of GTA Five. Oh fuck you, <laughs> like man, like again, everyone is just give it again. If not, give us Grand Theft Auto Six at least. Let us know it's going to exist and hint at when. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, I mean, I wonder if they're having problems. You know what I mean? Because like when they announced that in November that that there's going to be a Series X and PS5 version of Grand Theft Auto 5, like almost all the comments were like, no one, no one asked for this. Like what is going on with GTA six? You know, like, like people are, people are, 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 people are becoming more and more verbal of like, no, like give us details. Like we want to buy your game. Like what is the scoop, man? And, and, and again, you know, the generational gap from was it the one to the series was like six, seven years, something like that. Mm. And I remind, remember in that same time span on the, in that same time span on the PS2, six seven years, we got um, uh, Grand Theft Auto. Th- we got uh, I want to say Grand Theft Auto Three, uh, San Andreas, and Vice City. Mm-hmm. Not the exact order. But it, went, it went Vice City then San, then San Andreas. But we got those. We got those games in that same time span. Mm-hmm. And it's six seven years now. Long, it's now breaching beyond that. We. Uh, three generations of consoles. <laughs> we have the same fucking game, and it's be- and it's it's becoming more and more obvious why they're fucking in-game purchases of the shark carts. Yeah. Because like I said, their your your stuff will not transfer over. Yeah. Your weeks now clearly years of hard work will not transfer over. Yeah. So hey, you know, hey, you want to start your seven-year fucking adventure over again? Uh, go ahead or pay Rockstar money. Like that's <laughs> it's. It's it's I'm you know it 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 took a lot of the it took it took a lot of the Grand Theft Auto Five especially the Grand Theft Auto Five online community to get behind the rest of us but it's just fun that we're all here in the same spot now it's like give us fucking Grand Theft Auto Six yeah seriously seriously please please God uh, so uh, continuing on your Tuesday June fifteenth uh, of course that's the final day of E three and it says here that uh, it kicks off at on a broadcast pre show. Uh, starting 11 a.m., uh, Nintendo, Bandai Namco, and others will have events around this. And then continuing, it says Nintendo Direct and Treehouse Live. So it says Nintendo will show a new Nintendo Direct presentation at E3 2021 on June 15th, where the company plans to reveal new details on upcoming Nintendo Switch games. Nintendo will then offer a longer look at its Switch lineup in a new Nintendo Treehouse Live immediately following the Direct live stream. Uh, E3's uh, Nintendo's E3 2021 and Nintendo Direct will air 12 p.m. Uh, Eastern Time at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on Tuesday, June 15th, and the company will announce Tuesday the presentation will run roughly 40 minutes and focus on Nintendo's Switch software, mostly releasing in 2021. Uh, one thing I want to talk about that Arthur is that uh, you know, of course, there's the 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 uh, the murmurs around the Nintendo Switch Pro. Yeah. Right. Hearing about that, and then also hearing that it's it's rumored to be a relatively expensive console. Now, 
expensive like PS5, Xbox Series X expensive? Probably not. No. But um, I guess more expensive than Nintendo fans are have expected or have, are accustomed to, I should say. Yeah. Yes. What What are your What are your thoughts on that rumor? I mean, it has to be. I mean, if it's more, I mean, sorry, if it's more powerful than the Switch, it's going to be more expensive than the Switch. Right. <laughs> Why is my Ferrari more expensive than a Pinto? <laughs> if I have to explain it to you, um, go back to school. Um, <laughs> this sounds weird, but I'm noticing a trend. Mm. I'm noticing a trend in the, this schedule. I miss when this was in, in LA and we controlled the time. Nintendo's conference is at 8 a.m. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like, like I'm looking at these, t- I'm looking at these times, and it's like 8 a.m., 10 a.m., not 9 a.m. I'm like, no. <laughs> bring back to my, L- bring it back right to and early. Bring it back to LA. When's your conference start? Fucking noon. <laughs> all of us, all of us are fucking awake, sleeping in. I know, dude. It's like people are like having cereal or in work at the office, and then they're fucking presenting. It's like people have to be on their phones at work. And watch it. Like so. we're. You know, it's like, you know, you and I are planning our schedule to, you know, do what we can re- record live. Sorry, Drill, I'm fucking calling it. We are not doing, <laughs> we are not recording Nintendo Live. Oh, come on, Arthur. <laughs> no, please, please. N- neither of us on a Switch. Fuck no. I'm, no, I'm not fucking recording live at eight in the morning. Get a live stream, have some coffee. <laughs> I mean, if you was, I mean, if you want me to like be tired and shit all over it, green light. I don't know. I don't know who would do cause that. Because you, because you, you've seen tired, you've seen tired Arthur. Like, hi, today we're announcing, I don't give a fuck. Like, <laughs> just, I don't even care. You get a little more apathetic. Than <laughs> yeah. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just like, I don't, I'm uh, awake right now. I hate you. <laughs> um, I will say real quick, um, we mentioned it during the epic Apple trial of one of the many documents that were audited for some fucking reason. Yeah. <laughs> Had nothing to do with the trial, but how Xbox planned launches around Nintendo supposed dates or like assume Nintendo releases. Yeah. Remember how um, now since then, No More Heroes 2 has been announced. No More Heroes 2 was one of the three main games that Nintendo did talk about during their last Nintendo Direct. Mm-hmm. But the other two games that are up in the air that Xbox was, was concerned about, as we know in those documents, that Nintendo owners should be concerned about too and asking about is Bayonetta 3 and Breath of the Wild 2. Mm. Those are one, if not both, those games need to be talked about during this. Mm. Yeah, I and, agree. I agree. Um, and definitely Drell's new favorite game from the makers of Farmville. <laughs> Star Wars, Star Wars, whatever the fuck it's called for the Switch. What a waste. What a complete, complete waste. I'm going to try to reserve myself, but Drill, complete waste. Drill, I'm still calling it, man. Remember, we were told there was a rumor a Star Wars game was going to was going to be announced from a from a developer no one in the entire world would ever guess. Dude, good Lord in heaven. Yeah. It's a, uh, yeah. Uh, continuing on here, it's <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because there, there isn't too much information on this one, but Bantai Namco, uh, they will have a showcase. So the details forthcoming. So Barbie's like Ridge Racer. <laughs> not, yeah, I mean, he's not. He's not summing up. It's just, it's like one sentence. Bandai will be there. That is all. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Five more minutes will be there. I'm on my way. <laughs> I mean. I'll say one thing, you know, I clearly can't go much into it. And plus, you know, Bandai is definitely a niche developer. I would say, mm-hmm. oh. um, we're probably going to get 
you know, a new anime something, like One Piece versus the World 5 or like Naruto Fighters 6 or some shit. Yeah. So, exactly. I'm not hating on those games. I'm just saying that's all I know. Them, that's all I know them for. Yeah, definitely. Off the, to- off the top of my head, all I know them for is the anime games. They're fun. Right. Victor plays them. But <laughs> I, off the top of my head, I can't name a Bandai game not that's not an anime game. Yeah. And then, uh, obviously, you know, that that's the last day E3. But on Thursday, July 22nd, they are having an EA Play Live. So they'll be holding a presentation Thursday. Uh, doesn't say the time, but on July 22nd, well, after E3 2021 concludes, details are forthcoming, uh, end quote. And then I'm wondering, for that EA Play, uh, I'm wondering if they're going to announce any, maybe any additional Battlefield information. Um... I don't know, man. I wonder we'll, what we'll see regarding to that fucking game that seems like people are more scared about. If it's at 8 in the morning, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't care. <laughs> like, it's like, I will not pre-order a game. Why? Because uh, you made a gaming, conf- a gaming conference at 8 in the fucking morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, come on, guys. It's Help like, us out, please. It's like, one, one of these days... One of these days, I'm gonna have like I want to have like a conference like Friday at 6 p.m. It's like, wow, I had the most viewers ever. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> Everyone's home for work. You're home from school. You ain't got shit. You know, your homework's done. You know, if you're on your younger side, and it's like, yeah, Friday at 6 p.m. Let's go. We're hyped. Let's get them. You know, like I'm, I'm, you know, I'm 32. Fuck it, I'll get fucking Mountain Dew and some Doritos. <laughs> Friday at 6 p.m. I'm, I'm in. Roll up to 7-Eleven. It's like, yo, let's do this. <laughs> um, really, um, really random. I've told you this off recording. Uh, I mean, uh, off recording at the liquor store I go to, and I'm sure I don't know if you guys have noticed this. If I lose you to buy monsters, there, there's, they're still selling right now. The Halo Infinite Double XP Monster Cans. Really? Yeah. Oh my god! Is it <laughs> yeah. is it called Game Fuel? Because I remember they had a Game Fuel series. No, I don't. I don't know. Oh, I, just, okay. I just know, and I you know pass by to get the juice. Yeah. To get Pro- to get to get my orange juice. There's you know Halo Infinite Double XP weekend <laughs> <laughs> for Monster. And I'll say this: the, the Halo definitely knows its community. They definitely know its customer base. That's smart advertising, but. I'm sure Monster was like, hey, what got delayed? Um, our game. Yeah, we have like uh, thousands of these cases to ship out. We're not delaying our fucking shipment. <laughs> uh, to a point, our product is perishable. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> That's hilarious. And yeah. This, and this is like, and this isn't like recently because of E3. I mean, this is like been forever. This is like yeah. been the last like few months. I think I, I even noticed it like during winter, you know, again, because it was supposed to launch in November. So from November till now, I've been seeing, been passing by, you know, buying my orange juice or my milk. Fucking Master Chief just on a monster can. <laughs> that code, that code just waiting to be used. <laughs> so if there's any diehard Halo fans out there, hell yeah, get some Monster Energy drinks, take a picture of the code, save it, and go nuts with that XP. <laughs> nice, yeah, because I remember back in the day, man. Mon- I think it was Mountain Dew as well. They had some yeah. game fuel. Mount, like, Mount, yeah. Mountain Dew and Doritos. Yeah, I remember. Good stuff. That was my shit. Um, game fuel. The lastly, lastly, one thing I will say about this schedule is something we don't know yet. As a company, I, I will, I'll say, you know, I vulgarly criticized yeah. today. Uh, Activision Blizzard. We don't have. We don't know when. No, no. He doesn't. We do know they will be there. As of the last information. Yeah. Um, because what was it? It was Konami that backed out. And after Konami backed out, 
um, game p- publishers and developers started raising their hands like, oh, I'll be there, I'll be there, I'll be there. Um, and Activision Blizzard was one of the hands that got raised. Okay. Um, but as of right now, we don't know what day or when. Mm. And um, yeah. I'm okay with that. Let <laughs> 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 me rephrase that. Let me rephrase that. Again, I mean, as of right now, there's nothing... I can find myself excited for again, you know, for reasons I mentioned earlier and on, and on previous episodes, mm. you know, for the face value products they've released and for the backdoor stuff, I, I just, I don't see myself spending money towards them yeah. anytime soon. I don't blame you. And we'll, we'll see, but who knows, maybe they'll release something where it's like, ah, you assholes. <laughs> I, I, I've mentioned it. I've mentioned it. And if like, if, if Activision brings Neversoft back from the dead, which was the old school maker of the Tony Hawk games and some good sh- and like the fucking good shit. Spider-Man. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, uh, maybe <laughs> cause, cause, cause like I feel if it was Neversoft or Activision, their logo was like the eyeball with the barbed wire. Mm. Again, when you saw that logo, you're like, Oh, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in for a good Friday night. I got my Mountain Dew. I got my Doritos. <laughs> Let's go. I got the boys. I got the boys over here. We went to Hollywood video blockbuster in a game. I am not moving from my fucking room. (laughs) (laughs) So we will see folks. Uh, So this is going to conclude the road to E3 series that we've had here uh, for the Gamers for Life podcast. So obviously next week will be E3. I don't know if we're actually going to have an episode or probably just have some content regarding to E3. So check out our Gamers for Life uh, YouTube channel. There'll be some stuff that I'll be posting there, and then uh, maybe we'll do like a short like post comp post talk. Maybe I don't know yeah. if it'll be in person, but uh, we'll at least mm. have an episode for you guys, uh, whether it be video or audio, something to that regard. So uh, exciting stuff, man! Hope you guys get ready, get gamed up, get in the game. Any last uh, things? Um, I mentioned before I got I got the I got the Twitch I got the Twitch channel back on the line, and again there were some tech you know some tech issues that I fix, and they're all. Mm. They're all taking. They're all taking care of. I've been doing a lot of. I've been doing a lot of late night Monster Hunter with Victor. Nice. Um, you know why late night? He's in Japan, and spoiler: the Earth is fucking round. So <laughs> time zones are a thing. Uh, <laughs> oh, I want to play games where the Earth is flat. I don't care. Um, but yeah. So again, the, so yeah, I've been streaming a lot more on the twi- on our channel, uh, Gamers for Life Pod. You know, once again, Gamers Number Four Life Pod. Yeah. Uh, over there on Twitch. Nice. Very cool. Awesome. Well, guys, thank you so much again for watching or listening. Uh, we will see you guys uh, next week, maybe. But if anything, we'll be watching E3 like you and we'll be coming on, on it. Uh, other than that, we'll see you later. <laughs>